Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. I'm ministering to you a message I've titled Savior. Savior, amen. Savior, that is the title of my message, amen. And this song came to my spirit. understand you it means an, an overwhelming love is what God has used to save me yes sir amen
because of his love. His mercies come out of his love. His favor comes out of his love. The protective power of God over our lives comes through the power of his love. This morning, lift up your hand and thank God for his love for you. Ah, you are, you are who you are. How you are, what you are today, because God has loved you with a perfect love and have picked you among a thousand, among a million people, among the millions of people in this world. God has actually handpicked you. He has selected you to be his own. This morning, lift up your voice and thank the Lord for his love for you. And the Bible says, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us up. But praise be to God who has loved us with a perfect love. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And we can be confident in that love. And we can be sure of that love. That that love will stand for us through the test of times, through good times, through bad times, through the test of years. That love is a love that is unending, never dies. When we are rejected by his love, he accepts us. Yes, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Say, so unto you is born this day a savior, which is Christ the Lord. You know, a savior is one who delivers a person or another person from trouble. A savior is one who delivers someone from that which they themselves can't deliver themselves from. Hallelujah. There are certain times in your life you, there are something you cannot help yourself and you need a savior. Hallelujah. God himself sent a savior to deliver mankind. He said, unto you this day is born in the city of David a savior, and his name is Christ the Lord. King David would often speak of the salvation of the Lord because he had gone through so much in his life. First, as a young shepherd boy in the field with sheep, tending sheep, the Bible says that he said, he testified that he had to tackle a bear and a lion. And this 17-year-old boy was able to overcome and destroy and kill bears and lions with his bare hands. And he counted the deliverances, the many deliverances of the Lord for his life. And so he referred to God as his savior, as his deliverer. Second Samuel 22, 1-4, Bible says, and David spoke unto the Lord 
the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies. Not some. Amen. All. He said, out of the hand of Saul. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. And my deliverer, the God of my rock, in him will I trust. He's my shield and the horn of my salvation. My high tower, my refuge, my savior. You are the one who keeps me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Hallelujah. I thought you were going to clap for that. It's a beautiful psalm. Actually, it's, it's in a psalm too. So David often would talk about the salvation of the Lord. About the God who delivers those who put their trust in him from trouble. Amen. And God has given to the whole world a savior. And that savior's name is Christ the Lord. You know, sin will always bring oppression and bondage. Sin always brings oppression and bondage. And if you go to the book of 2 Kings, you realize that there are many times in which Israel would sin against God and God would put them under bondage. But then God, after a while, will send a deliverer to deliver the people and bring them liberty. Hallelujah. And God always delivers us in order to restore to us that which has been broken, that which has been stolen, and bring us to the place of safety and then progress. Hallelujah. The salvation of God exalts us, takes us from the pit, brings us to the ground, then he lifts us up and sets us up upon a higher rock. Amen. And that rock is that rock that we call Jesus. Hallelujah. So God restores us by the power of salvation in order to bring us to the place of progression. Israel was in Egypt 430 years, and they were in bondage. And I keep on telling you that when you are a slave, nothing that you own or nothing that you work for is yours. They worked hard, but nothing that they worked for belonged to them. And the Bible said they cried hard unto God by reason of their bondage and by reason of the hardship that they were in. And God sent them a deliverer. The deliverer's name was Moses. And God said, I will send you a deliverer. I will send you a savior. And in due time, God sent Moses to be a deliverer unto them. Now, if you go through the word of God, you realize that whenever the people of God are in a place of distress, in a place of trouble, God will always send a savior. Why? Because God saves. God saves. He says that he is our salvation. And the reason why God saves are two. Number one, it is the nature of God to help his people. Amen. And number two, because God wants it to be well with those who are his. And so God will always bring salvation to his people. He saves because he loves and he cares about us. Hallelujah. And so as a believer, if there's anything that you can, oh, put your hands together for the Lord. If there's anything that you can always rejoice in, it is this fact that the salvation of the Lord will always be present for you. God will always save you. God will always deliver you. God will always come through. There will never be a time in your life when you, are, you find yourself in a hard place that you call upon the Lord and he will not hear you. Hallelujah. And this is the basis why God sent his only begotten son to die for us because of the love with which he has loved us. And that is why that song meant so much to me when I was preparing this sermon that it is a great love that we, we don't deserve. 
We can't pay for, hallelujah, but God gives it to us anyway. So in Luke chapter 2, 11, God said, For unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. John the Baptist also identified Jesus when Jesus was coming. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He identified him as the Savior that was to come. Because prophets had prophesied about the coming or the birth of the Messiah. Amen. But John had been given a sign by God that when you see him, you will know him. He said, who, the one upon whom you see the dove appear, he is a what? John saw him and testified that this is the one who saves the world. This is the one who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. People came to him and asked him that, are you sure? He said, as for me, what God showed me is this. And he could testify that this is indeed Christ Jesus, the Savior of the world. And the world needed a Savior. The world still needs a Savior. We all need the Savior in our lives. More and more ever than ever before. Every morning that you wake up, you need the Savior who is Christ. Amen. We often talk or think of the things that we want. But how many of us wake up this, you know, in the morning and say, Lord Jesus, I need you today. You are my desire for today. You are my need for today. Amen. Our prayers are often, Lord, you know, remember my business, remember this, remember that. But then the world needed a savior. The world today still needs a savior. For those who are not born again, they still stand in the place of a need of a savior. For those of us who are born again, we still daily need our, our savior manifesting in our life. The presence of God in our lives to help us through life's maze. I call a life's, our lives like a maze. Life is like a maze. You have to meander through. But through the meandering and the, the path that you don't know, it is only the Savior who can lead you. Tell you, turn left, turn right. Look right, look left. And if only we call upon him and draw closer to him every day, he will bring us to the place that he has ordained for our lives. Do I have a people who need a savior in this house? <laughs> Hallelujah. The presence of the savior always brings a change. Amen. Isaiah prophesied about the coming of Christ. One of our popular Christmas um, scriptures, Isaiah chapter 9, I'll read from verse 1 to 7. He says, but in the midst of judgment, there is the promise and the certainty of the Lord's deliverance. This is the amplified version. And there shall be no gloom for her who was in anguish. So in the former time, the Lord brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make it glorious. And by the way of the Sea of Galilee, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations, so he said, the people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwelt in the land of intense darkness and the shadow of death upon them has the Lord shined. And you, O oh Lord, have multiplied the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you like the joy at harvest time, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil of battle. For the yoke of Israel's burden and the staff or rod of goading their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor, you have broken us in the day of Gideon with Midian. Refer referring to when Gideon, by the power of God, broke the stronghold of the Midianites over Israel. And so he's saying that, the people that lived in great darkness, the people that were in darkness, said the light of God has shined upon them. 
Hallelujah. And that's what comes to us when Christ comes into our lives. When we allow Christ into our lives to take over, to take rule, light comes in. And when light comes in, darkness cannot stay. When light comes in, oppression of every kind of type will break off our lives. And he says that for the tramping of the warrior's boots and all his armor is in the battle of tumult and every garment rolled in blood and shall be burned as fuel for fire. He says that when we talk about war, it's all garments of war, the boots, the armor, the tumult, he said, shall be all used for fuel, for fire. For, for, for unto us a child is born. That in exchange of darkness, in exchange of hardship, in exchange of trouble, he says, for unto us a child is born. And that is the reason why we ought to celebrate this time. Amen. As we enter into Advent, that something changed when Christ was born. And that is the people that lived in darkness, the whole world was in darkness. But the birth of Christ, the light of God shined so that you and I today may live in light and darkness will not have occasion to prevail in your lives. Are we together this morning? Amen. He said, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Amen. The Prince of Peace, and the increase of his government and of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, over his kingdom, to establish it, and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the latter time forever, even forevermore. He said, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform it. Now, this is Isaiah prophesying about maybe 400 and so years before Christ was born. This prophet of Isaiah, he was prophesied about the birth of Christ hundreds of years before Christ was born. And if you look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's a gap where the voice of God was not heard. But God had already prophesied that in the time when the people will sit in darkness, where there'll be no presence of God, there'll be a, a, a break up in the link between God and his people because of the people's disobedience. Isaiah prophesied that a different time was coming, a time when the Son of God will be born and the light of God will shine and darkness, the darkness of sin, will be broken off our hearts and the power of Satan will be taken off the lives of mankind and man will be reconciled to God and we shall be made the children of God. The silence of the years didn't matter because when God speaks a word, it can take thousands of years. At the appointed time, at the appointed season, the word will come to pass. Hallelujah. Bible talks of Joseph that until the time came, until the time of the, the fulfillment of the promise of God for his life came, said the word of God tried him. Amen. But in the fullness of time, Bible says God sent forth his son, born of woman, to bring us salvation. Jesus, the Christ, was born unto mankind, unto the world, to bring light to the world, to bring deliverance to the lives of men, to bring us out of the, the slave market. I often say the slave market of Satan's bondage. Hallelujah. So today we are liberated from the power of the enemy. And Jesus came as light. He is the light of the world. He himself said it. He said, I am the light of the world. And anyone that follows up me will also be in that light. And darkness would never 
never ever be able to overshadow or overcome him. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And anybody that walks after me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus said, for as long as I am this world, I am the light of the world. For as long as I am in you, I am light within you. Hallelujah. And so there's no, nothing to fear in this world because the light of God within you, the light of God upon you will always outshine darkness. Amen. Is somebody with me this morning? Give the Lord a mighty praise. You know that the unregenerated soul, that's an independent soul born again, is blinded. Amen. Bible said the God of this world blinds those who do not have Christ within them. Amen. Those who do not believe in Christ, that the, the God of this world blinds them. That they see, but they cannot see. But when the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus comes, it illumines darkness. And everyone's eyes are open to know that which is truth and know that which is good and that which is evil. And it brings us to the place of understanding of who God has made us. Amen. That we are children of God. And we also become light. When Christ comes into you, you become light. That's why Jesus said to us all that you are also the light of this world. Everyone that has received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you have become the light of the world. And he said that as a light, don't light, men don't light a candlestick to put it under a bushel to cover it. But they set it upon the candlestick or, or lampstand so that it will give light to the whole room. So we are the salt of the earth. When you take salt out of food, it is bland. Amen. But when anything is salted, then there's taste. We are the ones who give taste. We are the ones who make, bring meaning to world, the world. Hallelujah. Amen. So when the light of God comes into us, we also become light. And Bible says we should let our light shine, so shine before men that they will see our good works and give glory to God who is our Father. Philippians 2.15 says that when we become light, say that you may become blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. He said we become light in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. And we, our light, are to shine so that the world may see and know Christ, who is the true light that brings light to everyone that comes to the world. Bible says that he came to the world. Jesus, the light of came to the world. The world was made by him. Amen. But the world didn't know him. But as many of us that have believed in him, as many as have received him, we have been given the power to become the sons of God. Amen. We are the children of God through the coming of Christ. Christ's coming has changed the game for your life. The fact that you are born again is a game changer in your life. You, you, are of the, you are in this world, but you are not of this world. Always remember that. You are of a different species. You are of a different breed. Hallelujah. The world may not understand you. Amen. Because your thoughts is not like as the world thinks. Your actions are as not as the world does. But you are the light of the world. Jesus also cried out one day and said, He that believes on me, 
does not believe on me, but believes on the one who sent me. And he that seeth me does not see me, but he sees the one who sent me. So I'm come as light into the world, that whosoever believe on me should not abide in darkness. Amen. Should not abide in darkness. Christmas, the reason for Christmas is that God sent his son as light to us, that we will not dwell in darkness, that our lives may be changed, our lives may be delivered from sin. Because we needed to be saved from sin. Amen. Sin and its repercussions. The Bible says that the wage of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And it, it was important that Christ should come and redeem us. Hallelujah. Praise be to God for Christ. Somebody just lift up your hand and thank God for Jesus. Oh, thank God for Jesus. Your clap is weak. <coughs> Hallelujah. Oh, it's rich in mercy. Amen. He's rich in mercy. In mercy. And because of his love for us, even when we were dead in sin, God still sent his son to die for us. He quickened us together with Christ. Made us alive together in Christ, even when we were sinners. None of us was holy in the day that you became born again, or before you became born. Every one of us was a sinner. And none of us really merited the life of Christ for our lives. But God's grace and God's mercy came through for us. Hallelujah. So whenever it's time for Christmas, think on this. Think on the Son of God. Think on Christ. I've been thinking, I said, Lord, teach me more, to be more like him. Take away myself. Because there's so much of self within us. But at the same time, there's so much of Christ that we need to put within us. I said, Lord, take out more of myself and put more of you within me. That is the only way you and I can make a difference in the world that we are in. Hallelujah. The gift of God to us is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Bible says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Amen. So now we are the sons of God. Hallelujah. And if sons, Bible says, then we are heirs of God. That means we stand to inherit everything that is in God. And so we are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. What more can we want? You are an heir of God. For example, if today somebody came to us, oh, um, somebody died. I don't want to mention any names, but maybe one fine millionaire or billionaire died. And when they read his will, your name was in the will that this man has willed maybe let's say 50 million, 100 million you know, of his estate to you. You become an heir. Automatically you start to rejoice. And, and you, become, you become a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Jesus is now your brother. Amen. And so everything that is in God, everything that God has, you inherit. That is it. Not when you die, but in this life. Hallelujah. You become a, an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Praise be to the name of the Lord. And, and if you understand these spiritual realities, beloved, you will stop fretting in your life. You are a joint heir to everything that God possesses. Both the physical things that we so crave 
as well as the spiritual things that are needed for life. Hallelujah. So we become joint heirs with Christ Jesus. That tells me that Christ's coming was not in vain. Amen. He came to make me a joint heir with Christ Jesus. He came to make me an inheritor of everything, every blessing that is in him. And so for a believer, you are blessed already. Whenever we say God bless you, we are adding on to the blessing. But the foundation of the whole matter, once you become born again, is that you have been blessed. You have been lifted out of the ordinary people, amen, to become an extraordinary person. You are no longer among the ordinary people of life. You are made different. Is somebody with me this morning? Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Amen. And the coming of Christ, the birth of Christ, the giving of Christ is the greatest manifestation of the love of God. And you know something wonderful? 2021, that's what God said to me, is the year of the manifestation of God in our lives. The Lord's Garden Ministry. 2021 is the year of the manifestation of God in our lives. Hallelujah. And Bible says, and this was the, the manifestation of the love of God towards us. Is it, uh, the, uh, when something is manifest, it's something that becomes apparent. It's not hidden. This is the demonstration. Bible says, in this was manifest, the love of God towards us, because God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we may live through him. Amen. He said, herein is love. Not that we love God, no, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sin. None of us first said, oh, I love God. No, but God loved us and he sent his son to be a propitiation for our sin. That means that the punishment that was due to us for our sin, that we wouldn't, we don't matter. God sent Christ to die so that we will matter. Is somebody with me? Amen. We needed a savior and God didn't send a gorilla. God didn't send any of the angels. He didn't send an angel. He sent his son. God himself came down. Oh, your clapping is weak. Oh, do you want me to say that God is going to give you a car next week? This is greater than any car God could give you. Hallelujah. Amen. This is greater than anything God could give you. Amen. He sent his son to take our place. Amen. We who were damned to eternal damnation. He sent his son to take our place. He came, he took your infirmities. Every sickness that has been, is, will ever be. So as you sit this one under this word of God. Let your spirit take this. That if maybe in two years time, the enemy has planned that you will get, let's say, Viba Jiba. How many of you know Jiba Jiba? Very few people know Jiba Jiba. No. For, please lift up your hand again. Those of, uh, please, those of you who don't know, turn around and look at those who know. Your point be some. I will not explain that on this holy pulpit. If in two years' time, the enemy has appointed Dreba Dreba for you, now, right now, Christ has paid the price for it. 
it will not manifest. And even if it manifests, it will leave. It won't abide. Is somebody with me this morning? Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. For Christ, our Savior. We needed a Savior. God came himself. You know, it takes man to be able to relate to man at a level. I always say that if you want to go and speak to an aunt, you, you kneel down and there's a whole line of ants going and you kneel down and say, aunt, wait, I have something to tell you. They will go the other way. They will scatter because they can't relate to you. And that's why God didn't send an angel. You probably end up worshiping the angel or be afraid of the angel. But God took the form of man, became man. How can the creator take the form of that which he has created and come and demean himself to be born in a lowly place like a manger, a place where sheep and goats, and if you've ever been in a sheep pen, or if you, those of you in the city, maybe we don't know the smell of how uh, it is, but to be born there, not in any palace, not, not anywhere, but there, so there was not even room for them in the inn. He took that lowly state so that every man can relate to him. The poor, the middle class, the high class, everyone can relate to him. He didn't start from up there. He started from down there. A carpenter's son, born in a manger, took the form of man, that which he has created. It was a humbling experience. Oh, it was a humbling experience for the son of God to take. That's why, you see, as believers, we must take on the character of Christ. He, how about we say that he, he didn't think it robbery. He could have you know, maybe equaled himself with God because that was it. But he humbled himself and took the form of man, became a human being, was subject to everything that we are subject to. And sometimes when I lie down and I think and I, I let my imagination run, you know, not wild, but far, because sometimes I like to think about the word and think about it in, you know, very, I'm a literary person. I love reading and I, I love literature. So I think, ah, so when Jesus was young, I'm sure he might have had a few knocks here and there for Mary. Hey, Jesus. You know, but this is what he did. He took that lowly estate. And Bible says, and he allowed himself to die, not any death, but the shameful death of the cross. The death by crucifixion was the vilest. The, I mean, it was left or reserved for people that society had said no, like Barabbas. He was an Arab, arm robber, and a thief. Nobody wanted him. He was dangerous. So if Barabbas was, was going to be crucified, it was okay. But Jesus took the place of Barabbas. They let Barabbas go home and crucify Jesus. So that means that he, they equated him with the violence of sinners in the land. And the Son of God took it. He allowed it. That is the depth of the love of God for us. Oh, I don't know whether you're understanding me today. That is the depth of the Son of God for us. And I like to think into this, that if God did not spare his only begotten son like this and allowed him to be born in this state, allowed him to go through rejection, 
abuse, everything. They maligned him. He said, you know, the words, some of the words I can't even say on this holy pulpit. Because when he went to his own people, his city, he could not do any mighty miracle there. They said, is this not the son of Mary? That is a deep statement. Because in Israel, they don't refer to son of women. They refer to people, son of Ben Adam, Ben this, Ben, according to your father's lineage. So when they say the son of Mary, think what they were trying to say. Yeah. Maybe I should explain to you. They were trying to say he was a bastard. That's what they said. And, Bible said, and Jesus could not do any mighty miracle then because they rejected him. They failed to see his worth. This is what Christ came to do. So that today people can see your worth. Can see my worth. That's why today you are worthy. That is why today, Jesus, by the power of Christ, you are lifted to where you are today. Hallelujah. We needed a savior, God himself, not another king to save us. Jesus, our savior. And that is why we are proud to call him savior. We are glad to call him savior. Amen. Because truly, that which we couldn't do for ourselves, he did for us. If so, then we must understand this. And in understanding also, love him more. Because love that brought Christ. He was born to die. That was the birth of Christ is this. We are, we are giving birth to him for the purpose of death. I remember a few years back, I read a story about um, a couple who had a child. And the child had a, a peculiar disease. And the only way they could get the, the child well was that he needed a bone marrow transplant. Yeah. A bone marrow transplant. And they couldn't find, you know, um, a match. But the doctor said that if he had a sibling, it would work. So this couple actually tried to get pregnant, and they couldn't. They went and did IVF and became pregnant. Had a son. And when they had the, that child, that child's bone marrow was taken and used to save his brother. You see, you, are, you don't understand me. That child's bone marrow was used to save his brother. Jesus was born to die. Can you imagine you are just born because you need to save somebody? This child, this baby was born because his parents wanted their first son saved. So I'm sure as the child grows, he might wonder, was I really wanted or was I just born to be used? But when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, thousands of years ago, he was born for the purpose of death. Not because of sin, but because of you, because of me, because of all of us. He was born to die for us. So that in exchange, we might live. If Jesus hadn't been born, he obviously... I mean, this one is some kind of, who obviously wouldn't have died. And if Jesus hadn't died for us, where would we be today? Think about this. And that is why our love for Jesus must increase more and more every day. Our love must increase more and more every day. And when we come to Advent time like this, this season, our understanding must be deepened. We must be reminded 
our understanding must be deepened so that we can rekindle our love for him. Now I come to the, the nature of the Christ, our Savior. Our Savior is a faithful Savior. Amen. He came for a purpose. He could have in the last minute said that, no, this is too much for me. Because when he was in Gethsemane, he prayed that, Lord, let this cup pass from me. It's heavy. But nevertheless, let your will be done. He was in anguish, prayed and sweated blood. Maybe at that point, I would have said, Eradi, I'll go back home. But he was faithful to the call. Hallelujah. Oh, is somebody with me? Our Savior, he was patient. Amen. He was loving. Jesus is loving. I've already mentioned about his humble nature. He was obedient to God, even to the death of the cross. He was giving. Jesus has a giving nature. He was virtuous. He was wise. Luke says that he grew in wisdom and stature in favor of God and in favor with men. He was forgiving, and above all, he was prayerful. Amen. And the Bible says that as he is, so must we also be. And so in this time, as we remember our Savior, we remember what he's done for us, and we gain strength in confidence in our lives, in where he has positioned us today. We become fearless and bold and brave in life because we know who has saved us and the price that's been paid for our lives. We also think about that as he is, so must we also be, that we imbibe his nature. Hallelujah. More and more, we become more and more like him. We become Christ-like. So this Christmas, as you begin, today is the date 13th, right? Just about 12 days to Christmas. I know for Monday, aggressive shopping. Aggressive. I myself, I was sitting down yesterday and I said, Mr. Sammy, we have to go and find some three bags of rice. Why? Because it's Christmas. Not one kilo. Bags. Because you might come and say you want your love. You, know, you never know. But you see, we have already started preparing in our minds for Christmas. Above the physical preparation, let's put our hearts to this. That there's a Savior who was born. Christ the Lord came as light to illumine our darkness, to make us as light. There's a Savior who was born to deliver us from the power of the enemy, to deliver us from the sin's hold, from Satan's power, from attacks, demonic attacks, satanic attacks, witchcraft attacks. He came to deliver us from all that. He came to deliver us even from our own selves from our own desires, some of which sometimes is destructive to us. He came to bring us deliverance, and he came to make us his own. That we may not be found wanting in this life. Amen. We will not be found wanting. No, not on any score. So that it may be well with us. Our future will be bright. Our future will be great because we have been saved by not man, but by God himself. I pray for all of us that you will come to this and that, oh, beautiful. Yes, this is a reason that is a season. Amen. That your confidence will be built up even more and more in this time, knowing that you have a Savior 
who will never leave you, who will never forsake you. That even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says that he's ever present with you. You have a savior who will help you even in everything in life. There's nothing that you ask him of that he will not be able to help you because he has it all, has it all and in abundance to give to us. May the Lord bless us and may we enter into this Advent season with not just the joy of the season, but then the reason for the season. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey. Above the